Hello, I'm Llewellyn King, the host of White House Chronicle. The government, with all of its problems, has one new one. It's a health one. It's called long-haul COVID. It is the residue, the disease that follows on from the disease of COVID-19. I'm delighted to be able to bring to you today a man who is a master teacher of Tai Chi, and he has been helping patients suffering from long-haul COVID. My guest is Lloyd Kelly, a Louisville, Kentucky-based artist and Tai Chi instructor. Long-haul COVID mimics or has the same symptoms or very similar symptoms to myalgic encephalomyelitis, also known as chronic fatigue syndrome, a disease I have followed for many years, and I even on YouTube have a channel devoted to it called MECFS Alert. Uh, Lloyd, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your real life as a fine artist and your day job or night job teaching Tai Chi to people afflicted with long haul and other diseases that hang on. Welcome to the broadcast. Nihau. That's Chinese for hello, how are you? And I'm making a salute, which is a fist with the right hand symbolizes strength, fingers together, friendship, thumb down, humility. Strength, friendship, and humility, something we all need in these, these tough times. Now, Tai Chi does not cure any disease, but it helps people live with it. Is that correct with these two diseases we're talking together to, about today? Yes, it's complementary, not alternative. And so it complements other therapies, be they uh, physical therapy, be it pharmaceuticals. It really helps them to be much more efficacious when the practice of Tai Chi is engaged. Now, most people, when they think about uh, um, Eastern medicine or Eastern practices of uh, exercise. Uh, they think of yoga, maybe they think of martial arts. Tai Chi is relatively new to America. It's been around a long time, but it's only really in recent years that it's gained a following. I, for example, have a great friend who's a lawyer in Washington who practices Tai Chi every day. Uh, but he, he loves it because it's low stress. It helps him with his breathing, his posture. Tell us how all that works. Well, it's an ancient art, but it does apply to today. And, and since you brought up yoga, it's similar to yoga in that it's a mind-body exercise. Some people refer to it as meditation in motion. The, the difference between yoga, tai chi, we have constant movement. And you mentioned martial arts, and, and martial arts is in the DNA of Tai Chi. It's uh, martial arts, you have to have the best and most efficient use of the human body. But the different thing in there is that it incorporates Chinese medicine. It's not acupuncture, we don't have any needles involved, it's acupressure, which we're applying to ourselves. And I've worked here at Norton Hospital with uh, an oncologist and a surgeon who also is certified in acupuncture. 
Let me interrupt you one moment. Where is the hospital located? Uh, This is Norton Hospital here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's been very uh, supportive and I teach eight classes a week there in neurological department with people with uh, neurological disorders, Parkinson's, uh, MS, and I do have some ME uh, patients also within that in that group. And then we do uh, cancer, heart, numerous things, but it's, um, it's very heartening that the Western medicine has embraced this. In fact, uh, just a few years ago, Harvard Medical School came out with a, a textbook uh, that we use called the Harvard Medical School Guide to Tai Chi. I was just about to hold up my copy. Oh, (laughs) I have it right here. Very Uh, good. And it's a sort of really great endorsement to see that the Harvard Medical School recognizes this therapy. If you are a patient suffering from long haul COVID or or even more severe diseases um, like cancer, what kind of assistance, relief uh, uh, can you expect from? doing some gentle Tai Chi. And I think the thing you need to tell our listeners and viewers is that it's a gentle art. It is not stressful. It doesn't involve a lot of lifting. It doesn't involve anything awkward or uncomfortable or uh, seemingly unnatural. Correct. One of the things that I found very helpful, uh, now I'm not a, a doctor, uh, and with, from my experience, it's been observational and rather anecdotal, but I've seen tremendous strides people have made through Tai Chi breathing, which is a natural breathing method that we've forgotten since we're infants, but it brings that to uh, deep diaphragmatic breathing. Now, the, the other thing is for, for Tai Chi, our class motto is no pain, no pain. It rhymes with that other thing. And we don't ever give 100%, like your coach might have told you. We give 70%, 70% of our comfort range. Not of what we could possibly do, but what's comfortable. And that way we don't get over fatigued, we don't get injured. And a lot of these exercises have also been modified. They can be done in a chair. They can be done reclining. You can be flat on the bed, the couch, and still have these exercise exercises benefit. And I've had uh, experiences where I'll have, I've had uh, five uh, long COVID people in the room. Each one had an RN with them to monitor them. And I asked for their numbers. And one of the numbers was their oxygen, a little oximeter they put on your finger. And it was registering 72 to 75. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's uh, should they even be doing anything? I said, we're right here for, with oxygen if you need it. And by the end of the class, we're up to 98% for most every, every student in the room. So the first benefit is to increase the uptake of oxygen. Correct. 
Um, tell me about some of the other benefits. Uh, when we're talking about long-haul COVID, if they're severely ill or myalgic encephalomyelitis, ME, they often are severely ill and movement is um, really contrary to their well-being because one of the symptoms is that uh, there's an intolerance of exercise, an intolerance of movement. People who suffer from ME have this awful situation where if they exert themselves, uh, either physically or simply by going out, say, to dinner, not really one of the great physical challenges of life, uh, they sometimes have to spend one or two days in bed because they are laid out. That's not a result you've seen with ME, right? With um, uh, Tai Chi. Well, Tai Chi is the emphasis on very gentle. So we don't want to do anything that is straining, pushing hard. We just go by the small increments. And uh, with long COVID and the ME, I've had students that range from um, very mild to moderate to severe to what I would call extremely severe, where they sensitive to light, touch, noise, or, or bedridden. So within that range, this is adjusted. And the other part of this is that it, uh, there's been a lot of evidence-based research showing that it can really alleviate depression. Now, many times, yes, go ahead, Llewellyn. No, no, exactly. I wanted to get on to the subject of depression. All of these diseases tend to have uh, uh, depression goes with them. If you can't function normally, you're depressed. It's inevitable. And sometimes the depression is nearly as bad as the disease. So uh, how does it relieve depression? What is the well, very med meditative uh, aspect? And by being try to teach them to be compassionate with themselves and to really be mindful and attentive and realize that every day you're not going to be the same. So some days you'll go up, some days you go down. The, the mindfulness helps with the depression. And uh, many times people find in their lives, sometimes a spouse, family members, whatever, they'll just say, oh, I think it's in your head and you're just depressed. Well, yes, they're depressed. For a physical reason, they're depressed. They can't really function. And then they get the, the jack-in-the-box syndrome. Like one day they're able to, you know, go out and say, have lunch with a friend or whatever. But then what you don't see is then crash and have a two-week payback for going out for lunch. Now, I have the tremendous advantage that I have taken across with you or seen a demonstration from you. I'd like to share some of the simpler movements with the audience. Um, maybe sitting in a chair and showing the initial breathing exercise, which uh, people may find quite interesting. Yes, and uh, you and Linda are both excellent students. You're naturals. I'm talking about Linda, the co-host of this program, who's not yes. on the program today, but is producing today's episode. Yes, yes, both of you, very good. Um, with a, a breathing, I, I'll give you a, a very easy entry into the breathing notion. First of all is with natural breathing, and we say natural breathing, this is the way we breathe when we're asleep. 
If you observe an infant sleeping, you'll notice the diaphragm, their tummy is moving up and down. So we want to get things down deep. Many times you tell someone to take a deep breath, they go, <gasps> and then let it all out. This method is slow in and slow out. And put it in, in simple, accessible terms. First thing is to sit up straight, just like your mama told you. Sit up straight, just like your mother said. And that has a body shape that's much more conducive to efficient breathing. If you're bent over, humped down, it really constricts everything. Plus, it elevates your mood just sitting up straight, standing up straight. Then we have an oral posture, which is to breathe in and out of your nose, not your mouth. If you need to breathe in and out of your mouth, we want you to breathe. So that's fine. But the standard, which we can deviate from, is in and out through the nose, slowly in and slowly out, mouth closed, teeth not locked, gently closed, with the tongue gently resting on the roof of your mouth, tip of the tongue on the back of your front teeth. And this is all making a connection in your, in your body. So that, um, I've got a little something to demonstrate this with here. We breathe in and then breathe out through your nose very slowly. One can start with just a three count in, a three count out slowly. One. So I should explain to people who do not have a picture that uh, you have a, a, a sort of balloon-like thing that you are both expanding and pulling. Yes, as so you were playing an accordion or a concertina. Exactly, exactly. When you go to those, uh, a concertina would be better. When you go to those tango clubs, they have these little bitty ones. and they Also very apart. popular in South African music. Concertina. Yes, exactly. And so what we're doing, we have our hands in front of our body about the width of your head. And then open with the palms facing each other, width of your shoulders. So we have resistance coming open and then resistance coming back in. But you don't need any tool for this. You can just, no, you don't have any tool. Yeah, you do it just by yourself. Uh, just imagining by resistance uh, and, uh, and reacting to an imagined resistance. Exactly. And, and for... Uh, Think of moving a hand through water that maybe explains the kind of conceived resistance you're working with. Yes, when we're doing that exactly right, as if you're in the swimming pool, which is a great place to do Tai Chi up to your chin and you're opening and closing. You really don't even have to do that. If you could, could image having your hands on your lower rib cage, your heels of your hand on the rib cage, fingers on your tummy, and feel that as you breathe in, expand, and then as you breathe out, contract. And this can be done reclining. Very, very, very helpful. Breathing in, expand, feel that your tummy, breathe out, flatten your tummy, and you can feel it with your hands. That's an excellent way to sort of get started with the discipline of breathing. And then what we, because breathing is one of these things is autonomic, we don't have to think about it, but we can hack that system. 
we can go in there and we can rehabituate ourselves and train our bodies to be breathing deeper and more efficiently. Now, of course, this is beneficial to people who are not sick. I mean, this is a, a part of life for many people. How many minutes a day do you recommend? Well, I recommend minutes, not necessarily hours. Uh, Harvard feels like uh, medical school says three hours a week, the dosage, but it doesn't have to be an hour at a time. It can be seven minutes, eight minutes, three minutes, and incorporate in your day, incorporate at different times in your day. I do, a, do it every time I go in and out of the studio, I go to the studio, I do three minutes. Right before from, before you paint, before you sit yeah. in front of your easel. And I do because you've been it, doing this most of your life. I think when we did the pre-interview, you told me that uh, that you've been doing it since you were eight years old. That's great. Good memory, Llewellyn. Yes, that's correct. Which is unusual for a, a, a Westerner. Um, my father was in the Air Force, and his commanding officer was interested in Tai Chi and judo and i saw that as a child and i thought that is cool so that's when i started and then really completely turned around in 1992 i had the opportunity to study with yan jen do grandmaster of yan style tai chi first time he came to america and uh, sadly he just died this year at 95 and i'm studying with his grandson uh yan jun Young what man. benefits do you feel it's brought into your life, a healthy person? Well, the, the thing about Tai Chi is that it directly translates into your life. So, for example, if you go to a regular gym, you feel virtuous because you went to the gym. You go to Tai Chi, you feel virtuous, and you are virtuous because you went to the gym or Tai Chi, but it carries on because of an application for everyday life. So, for example, my, my profession is, as an artist is blue-collar work. You have to be fit. And similar to you, you've got to focus. And Tai Chi bring, is, enables one to be relaxed and energized. Relaxed and energized. That's a great formula for people in, in your profession. I've got some actors. I've got a number of surgeons who have a very jangled existence and they've got the iPad, the chart, and then all of a sudden go in and perform. Does it get more difficult as you proceed or is it, a, uh, is it uh, as difficult at the beginning as it will be after a lifetime like yourself or as easy, and I found it very easy, as easy at the beginning, at the end? or after a lifetime of practice? Well, the, it's one of the great paradoxes that's easy and hard. And with, what makes that interesting is that there's always something new to learn. There's always a refinement. It's like being a jeweler that you're polishing that stone for more brilliance. And the closer you can get to that, the more health benefits come back to you. So there's the, the standard, if you, in the park, when you go to China, you'll see people out there doing the, 
the 103. So it's 103 postures, takes about 28 minutes. That's challenging for uh, a beginner. But what, we, what one can do is these very simple movements and then you just add on progressively. From day one, it's doing you good. Um, would you like to demonstrate one of the beginning movements where we're coming towards the end of our time together? Uh, something that somebody who's not well, who says, you know, you can't ask me to do one more thing. Uh, this is not for me. Uh, and show them how to begin and how easy and gentle and how swiftly it can have a, a good effect. You're sitting in a chair, you're looking extremely at peace. Your hands are on your, are on your thighs um, as though you were about to start watching a television program or something or waiting for something to happen, which is a very human position. Uh, go ahead, please. Yes, well, I have my feet uh, parallel, if that's comfortable for you hip width apart, sitting up straight, chin is slightly in and image a string pulling your head from the crown of your head up to the heavens. And your shoulders are down and relaxed. I have my hands hanging by my side. I've got like a dining room side chair so I have room for my hands to be on the side. And then as I'm breathing in, my hands kind of float up as if there's a string on the back of my wrist as a puppet. And then I come down, breathing out, slowly in and slowly out. Good image that in slow motion, we're shaking the sand out of a beach towel right here. And then another breath. And we, we want to be a happy medium. We don't want to be like a toy soldier step, and we don't want to be like a lent noodle, right in between, nice and soft. We don't lock any joints. Almost like doing the wave in the football stadium, you can image that. And you were talking earlier, Ron, about in you know water, that there's a resistance. There's a resistance coming up. And then we're coming down, it's as if we have two tennis balls, we're gonna be pushing underwater in that middle acupressure point of our hand. For people who've been bedridden, who are not at all in good physical shape, they can do this, they can get to a chair, or they could actually do it in the bed, I understand. They can do it in the bed. There's actually been some research by going through some of these exercises mentally one can get about 20% of the benefit without actually moving, just imaging that you're moving your limbs. So uh, one can just do very, very small movements. And that's what I find has been, particularly for some of the long COVID, and I've, I've got some students that have been over a year and they can't work, they can't foggy brain, it seems to my eye that the long COVID and the ME seems identical in symptoms. Clearly, the Harvard Medical School was very impressed enough to produce this fairly extensive guide, um, yeah. this serious book. 
What about the government, the National Institutes of Health, which is, uh, has $1.15 billion to spend on long haul COVID? Uh, are they looking at Tai Chi as an adjunct activity, as a therapy that can help bring people back to health? The UK has been is using uh, Tai Chi to help with long COVID patients. Also France, Germany, and Australia has gotten way down the road on this using it. But they, of course, already have national health and they've had a delivery system in place already. So that helps and there's, there's no cost for the, uh, the patients. Now, for example, at the hospital at Norton Healthcare, they have grants to get the pro to keep the program going. But what's really helped it is the neurologists, the doctors have seen such strides with their patients that they're recommending it. So if you go to the doctor and they recommend it, that is really helps. And I've had people come in wheelchairs and they can walk fine now. That's wonderful. Can we uh, tell patients where they can start? Is there a, an address they can go to on the internet where they can see videos so that they're not uh, uh, making it up as they go along so they have some guidance? Because many of the people who will benefit are not able to get out of the house and go to a class. Yeah, well, just do a, a local search, but also uh, a number of my certifications. I'm part of the, uh, the Yan Chen Fu Association and Yan Family Tai Chi Association, which is, is great. And as, as Yan Chen Fu said, there's two reasons for Tai Chi. The art form of Tai Chi is for two reasons, health and longevity. Now also very accessible is Dr. Paul Lamb. I have a number of certifi certifications from him and there's a network through the United States and they're certified by the CDC and have been examined by the rigor of Western medicine. So people could feel conf confident and safe going to a Dr. Lamb's trained instructors. And those are on the internet. You could get that right off. Dr. Paul Lamb. Yeah. Uh, I thank you, Lloyd Kelly, for an extraordinary uh, introduction to Tai Chi, which I think will help many of our viewers and listeners, particularly those with chronic disease and those that I am especially interested in, those with myalgic encephalomyelitis, also known as chronic fatigue syndrome. Thank you for this enlightening and fun interview. I hope you'll come back and tell us more. Well, thank you. It's a privilege to be with you and thank you for what you've done for MECFS and long COVID. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's our show for today. I say cheers and obviously I'm going to take my tie off and my jacket because I'm going to do some Tai Chi. I've got the book right here. Cheers. Bye-bye. White House Chronicle is available as a podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. We are there.